Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. Pitch Talk podcasts and videos are brought to you in association with LE Bikes. Begin your journey into electric bikes. Visit lebikes.co.uk Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJ and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Now, what I'd like to talk about is Manchester United. And I'm going to call this one Manchester United and the Phantom Takeover. Because literally today as I record this, um, it is it has been reported... Seen, let me let me build up to this. Manchester United, as mentioned on an episode of the Straight Shooting View back last, I think it was about this time last year, October of last year, October, November. Um, in terms of the Glazers, the Glazers had put Manchester United up for sale not long after FSG had put had said that they'd sell Liverpool if the right bid came. So Fast forward, fast forward eight, nine months, and Qatari Sheikh Jassim was apparently very interested in buying Manchester United. And literally in the last, I think, week or two, that deal has collapsed, because the, in part because the Glazers were asking for £6 billion, but also as well because the Glazers are not willing to give up 100% of the club which is what Sheikh Jassim wanted. <clears throat> and there were rumours about Kylian Mbappe being bought, among others, if Sheikh Jassim had been allowed to outright purchase Manchester United. And obviously with the with kind of reports of Sheikh Jassim wanting to buy Manchester United, their share price went through the roof. But now that that deal was collapsed, and also as well, another little wrinkle to it. Someone else who was interested was Sir Jim Ratcliffe and his Ineos school were very interested in buying Manchester United as well. But he also wanted a 100% stake. So this is where it starts to get interesting. This is the side of the game that I am actually very, very interested in. Because the business side of football these days is as important, if not more important, than what goes on on the pitch. Because Man United, let's be let's be honest about it, they haven't won a league title in what ten years, um, and the Glazers from day one since they bought the club in, I think it was two thousand five, have been strip mining that club. They bought it in a leverage buyout, and yeah any Liverpool supporter like myself knows what a leverage buyout entails but it is one of them ones where 
one of the interesting things is that Sir Jim Ratcliffe and his Ineos group, as I as I'm recording this, have apparently agreed to buy a 25% stake of Manchester United. I will come back to the importance, potential importance of that in a bit. But today, again, as I record this, Manchester United's share price dropped 11% to, I think each share is worth something like $17. Um, So to hear that, a share price has dropped 11%. No matter whether your owners value you at 6 billion, 12 billion, 89 billion, whatever the case, that is a massive drop in a single day. And it is one of them ones where as I record this, I think there was I think there's still like another three, four hours of trading in the American markets on the New York Stock Exchange. So that could go up a tight a, a little touch or potentially down a bit more. And that is concerning with that much of a drop in share price. And um, apparently, what's it, there had been, there has actually been a worse drop before. I think it was by 13% it was reported. Um, And I think that happened, I think that might have happened when the Glazers announced, I think it was actually when they announced that, when it was announced, and reported that the Qatari Sheikh Jassim, that his deal fell apart. Apparently, Manchester United share price went down 13%. So, that's not good to be seeing those kind of drops. Now, of course, it can recover, but that, those kind of share price drops, from what I know, and I'm not claiming to be a financial analyst, far from it, but from what I know of share prices going up, going down, it's based on shareholder confidence and the fact is if your shareholders are lacking confidence then that obviously hits the value of your asset so Manchester United's share price dropping by 13% when the Sheikh Jassim deal was announced to have fallen apart that was one of them ones where apparently that equated to I think about 600 million can't remember whether it was pounds or dollars but it equated to about 600 million wiped off of Manchester United's value that is serious money so as I said the business of the game becomes so important to matters on the pitch because if your shareholders start leaving in droves that's less money to invest into the club that's less money to invest into things such as the playing stuff so the Mbappe rumours among others but also as well Manchester United old, their ground Old Trafford is in need of a lot of structural rebuilding work remember this came up a couple of years back when um, what's it the Manchester United fans were protesting and they broke into Old Trafford remember that and the Liverpool Man United and the Man United Liverpool game at that point was postponed so it's one them where it's been a known fact for a while that Manchester United need investment not only in terms of the playing staff because that team is underachieving but 
in terms of the club itself and the money that the ground can make the ground needs significant investment according to a lot of people and there are videos out there about it Old Trafford's crumbling in parts and also as well you got to look at I think it's Euro 2020 um, I think it's Euro 2026 or 28 it is one of them ones yeah Euro 2028 it is one of them ones where that's been awarded by default to um, to basically Great Britain so I'll tackle that in another in another episode in more detail but Old Trafford is not one of the is not one of the grounds picked for the Euros so Anfield is another one but Anfield is because UEFA international their regulations Anfield as a pitch is too small the dimensions are too small so that's down to that but with Old Trafford it's like the state of disrepair it's in it can't be used as a venue for European Championships at this moment. Everton's Bramley Dock, um, Bramley Moor Dock, is going to is going to be used, but that's not going to be ready for what another year or so anyway. But in terms of, as I said, Manchester United, their fans have a lot more questions than answers, and at this moment in time, there are a lot more questions than answers. But one thing in terms of the questions. There's questions such as Jim Ratcliffe, Sir Jim Ratcliffe buying 25% if it, if it gets ratified and he agrees to it. To some, that sounds a bit low. And obviously, most Man United fans want the Glazers totally up and out. But I have always been of the mindset, and I said this at the back end of last year, where it's like the Glazers are not going to sell this much of a cash cow. Remember, they take 50%. 5-0, half of everything Manchester United make from their New York Stock Exchange flotation. So they're not going to give up that cash cow willingly unless they get 6 billion. If they get 6 billion, then it's like, cool, we've made our money back tenfold. So it's one of them where it's like they're not going to give up that club for any less than the money they're asking for. So, Sir Jim Ratcliffe buying 25%, I would look at it as potentially the beginning of the end for the Glazers, but Sir Jim Ratcliffe won't have much say-so because the Glazer family will still own 75% of the club. I mean, it's one of them was how much power will Sir Jim Ratcliffe really have? And on the other side, though, to, take, to try and take a positive for you Man United fans out there it may be one of them ones where it may be the beginning of the end of the Glazers at Manchester United if Sir Tim Ratcliffe gets 25% because he might slowly add to that as the years go along so similar to Arsenal and the Kronke-Uzmanov brinksmanship that they were playing where Uzmanov would buy a little bit little bit little bit and keep up in his stake but he could only get to a certain point where he had to get around, I think it was Lady Nina Bracewell-Smith. He had to get her on side and she was on Kroenke's side. So it ended up as one of them ones where Uzmanov ended up leaving Arsenal, going to Everton and we know what happened there eventually. So it is one of them where it becomes interesting. It's like I said, 
Is Sertin Ratcliffe agreeing to 25% of Manchester United and only getting that much initially with the long-term game, maybe in five years, ten years, of eventually acquiring the whole club? So there are, there are, more, there are even more questions where, it's like I said, how much power will Sir Jim Ratcliffe have with 25%? Will he have will he have say so over player transfers will he be able to fund them and probably the most serious question that could be asked of Sir Jim Ratcliffe and I saw a report about this earlier and it kind of got me thinking Sir Jim Ratcliffe some people are questioning whether he will be dipping into his own pocket or whether he's going whether him and the Ineos group are going to get a loan to buy Manchester, to buy that 25% stake in Manchester United. And if he is getting a loan, where's he getting that loan from? What are the terms of the deal? And what's that loan secured against? And, mo- and most of the reason for those questions is because of how the Glazers bought Manchester United. They got loans to buy the club and they used the club as security, as collateral to buy the club a leverage buyout which I've always said should be illegal so you wouldn't want to as a Man United fan you wouldn't want your club to jump from one leverage buyout to another because as a Liverpool supporter we've seen where that goes we got to the 11th hour and almost became property of RBS so it's not an ideal situation to go from one leverage buyout to another just because you so desperately want the current owners out because you're jumping from one bad situation just into another out of the frying pan into the fire as it were so it's in, it is very very interesting that the Glazers don't seem to want to give up any more than 25% and Sheikh Jassim was like nah I'm out if you want 6 billion off me I want the whole club. I don't just want like a quarter of it. Nah. <clears throat> so it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Because as I said, Manchester United as a club need heavy investment. The ground needs heavy investment. And they are still one of the biggest clubs in the world and one of the wealthiest. But if these announcements are chipping away 13%, 11% of your share value, eventually boy there's gonna be you're gonna be potentially looking at billions sheared off your sheared off the value and then instead of the glazers being able to command six billion they might only be able to command two three four which still is nothing to scoff at but for a club that's been built the way manchester united has their stock value should be a lot higher and obviously the fan then you got the fan unrest where there have been <laughs> there's been questions asked about who's that YouTuber um, that vlogger similar to Arsenal fan TV Mark Goldbridge you got you got that kind of internal stuff happening where I think Paul Parker's been calling him out saying oh like you don't love the club you're damaging the club what are you playing at but hey for me it's similar to Arsenal fan TV exactly the same thing parasites and I think they're a gimmick it's a work I've always said that about Arsenal Fan TV or AFTV or whatever they're called after Arsenal sent that cease and desist a few years ago um, to them 
it's one of them was this Goldbridge guy. He was the one crying, literally, when United were getting pounded into dust 7-0 by my boys Liverpool last season. Ah, what a moment. But it is one of them ones where I just look at it, I just look at it as, like, that kind of fan unrest, plus the shareholders, maybe not having the confidence in the club that they once did because the share price is dropping up and down all over the place. It's it's not an ideal situation at the moment for anyone coming in and wanting to buy the club or a piece of the club. It's not as far from ideal. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But as I said, I'm keeping a close eye on this just because I said I find the financial side very, very interesting. It's intriguing. It is very intriguing because it has that knock-on effect to what goes on on the pitch and vice versa. The team ain't achieving as much as they usually usually do or have become accustomed to, then that affects your share price because sponsors, you can't draw in as big sponsors because you're not as big a drawer as a club anymore because you're not winning stuff. But then if there's not the investment coming in, then you're not going to win stuff because you're not going to be able to invest as much in the club. So it all, as I said, is very, very interesting. So, you know what? I want to know your views. What do you think about this Manchester United takeover circus? Do you think Sir Jim Ratcliffe is playing the long game by buying 25% now? I think it's one of them was where it's odd. And one of the things, one of the other things, before I close, one of the other things that I think should be concerning to every Manchester United fan is that at this moment in time, Jim Ratcliffe and the Ineos group actually can't say anything they can't actually talk about the takeover because apparently they've signed an NDA a non-disclosure agreement so I always look at non-disclosure agreements as very sinister from the Vince McMahon situation and the whole sexual harassment stuff with that it's like to this non-disclosure agreement here I always find non-disclosure agreements very very sinister to say the very least but I want to know your views what do you think www.pitchstarstalk.com is the official website Sir Jim Ratcliffe is he playing the long game by only agreeing to buy 25% of Manchester United but if you're a Manchester United fan would you rather do you want the Glazers completely out is this a cheap cop out and are the Glazers basically mocking by only agreeing to sell 25% at this moment. Do you think the Glazers are mocking? Do you think the Glazers are holding out for six billion? And do you think anybody's gonna come in and purchase the club for six billion, knowing that they're not gonna get 100% of it? Some interesting stuff there, right? <laughs> also, what do you think of Mark Goldbridge? Is he a gimmick? Is he a parasite like the guys at Arsenal Fan TV? just trying to make a buck off the club he supposedly loves is he really a Nottingham Forest fan <laughs> as rumour has had it is Paul Parker right to call him out www.pitchstalk.com is the official website youtube.com forward slash pitch talk is where you can catch our videos pitchstalk.com you can find our podcast there and learn a bit more about us as co-hosts also also Facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we are working so hard to create. At pitch talk on Twitter, tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to. We're on Instagram as well. We put vlog previews at pitch talk. 
vlog previews and much much more up there also we're at pitch talk on reddit we're on tiktok at pitch talk as well for vlog previews and more there as well yeah man apple podcast google podcast spotify so many other places you can find our rss feed on our website wherever you download your podcast search for the pitch talk podcast and find us you know what i have been straight shooting lja and until next time take it easy i this has been the straight shooting view see you later peeps Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments. Five minutes with the G. The straight shooting view. Coaching with JBK. We produce, record and edit video content. And audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and www.pitch-talk.com. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. I can see you now.